Hello and welcome to the Create Me podcast with your host Ike Headlam. Yeah, this is it. This is um, episode nine of the podcast. I had a really good catch up and chat with Emma Stubbs. She's a local writer and artist based in Aberdeen. Um, yeah, I met Emma back in 2015, and you know we touched on a lot of interesting themes during the podcast. You know, she reflects on like uh, the early influences on her creativity come from her family, and also actually the positive influences she experienced within education when she was younger, and also the kind of what the landscape of creativity was like in Aberdeen in the early 90s. Um, yeah, this is a really great episode. I hope you guys enjoy enjoy it as much as I enjoyed catching up with Emma in person and I think it's someone that we definitely have to look out for and also kind of support in terms of creativity in Aberdeen um, I'll put in links to all this, where you can find her work on the description so yeah I hope you guys really enjoyed the episode and you know pass on share and like as usual and I'll catch up with you guys on episode 10 Welcome to the Create Me podcast. This is episode nine, and today um, we have a special guest again. Um, her name is Emma Stubbs. Emma is a painter, writer, digital artist, and traveler based in Aberdeen. In my view, I would suggest that she is a multifaceted creative who has a long history in the northeast of Scotland and has been in and has seen many changes in happening in Aberdeen over the years. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I think just thinking like um, back, I probably met you. Back in 2015, a mutual friend's wedding. Yes, yeah, that would be about I might have seen you a couple of times after that, and I was and I was yes. a, a colleague's wedding as well. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be weddings are our yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know, like you know, we've kind of had the kind of correspondence before coming on the podcast. Mm. And what seems very interesting to me is that you know you've got a long, rich history in Aberdeen, Aberdeen <laughs> North East of Scotland, anyway. And yes, one yeah. thing I was definitely kind of like just interested about, like. Um, like, what was your experiences like in like your in your life that kind of influenced your creativity? Well, I come from quite a creative family. Okay. Um, my mother was a writer, and um, we moved around a lot. Yeah. Although we were always based in the northeast, Mum was quite curious, so we okay. bounced around okay. a huge amount. Yeah. And a lot of my education from my mum came through galleries and, and, and cities. You know, we went to Italy a lot and that sort of thing. So yeah. I sort of had this layering, but when sort of in my teens, we settled so that I could do my exams and okay. all the practical bits. And that was back up in the Northeast yeah. and um, out in at Ellen, I went to school there. And that was quite a shock to the system, obviously having been around a bit and, yeah. and um, whilst I was born at Methlick, I don't sound from the area very much. And, you know, people were like, oh, who are you? You're a terribly posh girl, you know. And, and of course, I'm going, what do you mean? You've never been to Italy. So yeah. it was a sort of um, disconnect with, okay. with the area. Yeah. But I did, um, I adore the countryside. Mm. And that was my sort of release. So I, would, I sort of did the school things and did what was sort of expected on that. And then found that being out in nature... Um, led to painting okay. and drawing in that in that format, and I felt a sort of overwhelming drive to express the light. And the northeast, as you know, we we're, we've got these wonderful big skies, yeah. and with the sea light, I think it it sort of makes it a special mm. special type of light and space that I found 
mesmerizing yeah. but also represented freedom as well so it was sort right. of you know that teenage angst aspect of yeah. i can have my freedom yeah. by expressing it through through painting okay. um how successful the paintings were at that stage i don't know <laughs> but you know it, 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 we all start somewhere don't we and and, and then progress yeah. um and i i guess you could say i got encouragement from our friends we had again quite a bohemian lifestyle yeah. so there were always you know philosophers and writers and people in and out the house a lot right. um so there was always that sort of you know we had an extensive library I mean, we lived in a shack i hasten to add it was very right. eclectic wooden house that right. was yeah lots of books everywhere they kept the draft out okay. to be paid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and we always had interesting people who would I don't know where mum collected these people, but they, yeah. they often stayed with us for a month because okay. they were here to, to do something creative yeah. or t teach at the university or that sort of thing. And then, you know, there would be, be a flow of these sorts of interesting people. So it kept my worldview very, very yeah. wide. Yeah. And um, the... So that's where I got the encouragement okay. to keep at, keep at it because yeah. these people kept going. Yes, you know, this this, this is something valuable. Keep mm -hmm. being creative. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's hard sometimes when it conflicts with school. Oh, yeah, okay. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I found I couldn't prioritize. <laughs> so I I'm ashamed to say I hope my daughters aren't listening to this. Um, I skived a lot, <laughs> but to further my art. So I yeah. spent most of my time rather than you know. At yeah. the back of the bike sheds, I was actually out painting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Such your normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when the school found out, which yeah. of course they did, yeah. they were interestingly supportive. They, oh, they, okay. they sort of said, "Well, look, we'll tell you what. We're going to make you a deal." And I got to spend more time in a creative zone. Okay. Um, but that was due to the art department. Right. Um, I was taught by a, a local character, Bill Smith, as some of your listeners may have heard of okay. him. And he runs expeditions up to the Arctic now, right. and he was quite an adventurous sort of man. Yeah. And he was the sort of teacher that, I don't know if he taught me much about art, but he taught me about life yeah. and, you yeah. know, those good ones. Yeah. And I think he championed me in the background, oh, nice. you know, yeah. and sort of kept perhaps the, the bureaucracy of school, yeah. kept it at bay okay. while I carried on doing <laughs> right. creative stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds kind of very interesting. I know, like my kind of last couple of years of sky from the school was just because I was kind of like, it's, it's in a in a strange sense, feel like I was kind of outgrowing my peers a bit. Yes. And I don't know if you had that feeling then. Yeah, it like, was yeah. it was interesting. I mean, you know, I was emotionally, I think, mm -hmm. already slightly more mature because yeah. I'd been away and travelled and that sort of thing. Um, but I think whilst I was, I had lots of friends and yeah. things. I didn't prioritise that, and mm -hmm. I, I always thought, well. I found their ambitions quite small and that that's yeah. incredibly judgmental as an adult I look yeah. at that but at that age I think we did sort of thing yeah. you know and they wanted to work in the oil industry and yeah. things which is great yeah. but I couldn't connect with that at all yeah. Yeah. you know and it's still something I struggle with in the area yeah. <laughs> you know? it is quite um, a dichotomy for an artist or yeah. someone creative to to be presented with yeah. with what seems to be a shallow mm -hmm. existence in the world which again i don't think is actually fair but yeah. that's sort of how we're conditioned yeah. <laughs> to jump to those conclusions and that's it. Like, i think like for me growing up like my kind of experience at school was like in the 90s and it would be like it was kind of told by teachers well if you're not doing this again qualifications that you need you know you're going to end up in a supermarket stacking shelves which i did at one point <laughs> but you know what i met my wife through that so, <laughs> well, there yeah. you go then That's so it worked out well for me <laughs> 
but it's you know I think even you know just kind of picking up on what you're saying that the pressures that are put on us from a young age yeah you know it's 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 ridiculous isn't it yeah well my oldest daughter is 14 and she's 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 just getting into that now Mm -hmm. and the schools are applying you know she's bright and you know quite a high achiever Mm -hmm. and i can already see some of her own creativity sort of getting squashed by that expectation and obviously with my experiences it's it's where I can support mm-hmm. and encourage that yeah. out back out again and, and also I'm more experienced so I can sort of hold the school back yeah. and say, well, hang on a minute, you yeah. know, at 14, I don't think any of us knew what we wanted and why should we? It's just like for myself, like it's kind of like, you know, I deliberately went to a college outside of my surrounding area uh-huh. okay everyone, yeah i think like everyone in school went to still be like carry their spreadsheets on to colleges and stuff like uh-huh. that and, and you were ready to like oh, actually no even though i kind of dropped out of college <laughs> but it was like i need mm-hmm. to experience something different from the surrounding area that i'm in yeah. i need to branch out i need to just kind of just oh not do the yeah. norm you know and yeah, i guess that's absolutely. what i was kind of like what like a creative person Mm-hmm. would be like you know is this kind of like i don't yes. want to stick to the structure or the normality i want to do what makes Com- me feel completely good, you know? i think if you if you find anything out of your series of podcasts yeah. is that i think that would be a theme that runs yeah. through most creative people seem to go yeah i see that normality presented to mm-hmm. me and i do understand and see that there's an appeal yeah. but I know it doesn't fit. Yeah, the yeah. jacket's too tight, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 some express it by you know travel or whatever. Yeah. Others channel it very directly into their creativity. Yeah. I found I needed to keep filling up the well, and through my life I've travelled yeah. to keep up, topping up the creativity, mm-hmm. as it were, because mm-hmm. that's where I get a lot of my inspiration yeah. and and growth, personal growth. From. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the northeast. Well, you can imagine, it felt a long way from anywhere. Yeah, you know, at yeah. 17, I'm thinking, my God. Back then, were you thinking, I need to get out of here? Or yeah, okay? I had a big drive to leave. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to achieve it because I left school and there was, again, a bit like I just said with my daughter, I was quite academic as okay. well. So I, I did quite well and I had uh, quite a lot of pressure. Oh, you can go to university mm. and, you know, and the same thing, you'll amount to nothing. And, yeah. and, and I thought, well, that doesn't connect with me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not really after status anyway, yeah. so yeah. I was a bit, you know, um, but I did know I wanted out. Yeah. Um, and that's, I kind of fell into being an artist. It's a weird sort of thing because I didn't directly think, right, I'll go and be an artist, but I was already selling work. People, again, through my, our friends and our sort of, um, the people that were flowing through our lives at that time, I was already selling commissions, just small pieces yeah. and things. And I, it, it was then, and I thought, well, you know what? I don't have to search too far to feed yeah. myself mm-hmm. and, and, you know, live and, yeah. you know, do the practicalities. I could do this for a while and see where it takes okay. me, you know, yeah. which is, I would say, probably the theme of my life. I've done a lot of that. Of, okay, well, let's hold this space now yeah. and, and see how it unfurls, yeah. you know. So, so what was that like growing up back in then Aberdeen and the creative <laughs> community in Aberdeen? What was that like? <laughs> it was know. quite mixed. Um... I mean, this was the this would this would be sort of ninety five okay. to about ninety eight yeah. when I actually left. Mm-hmm. Um, the music scene, mm-hmm. the underground music scene, was really flowering, and yeah. I've got quite a few friends who've gone on, mm-hmm. you know, and still continue. Right. Um, someone went to America, and, you know, in bands and all that yeah. sort of things, and I've done very successfully. So there was that creativity, mm-hmm. and that was exciting and vibrant, and 
the, but again, you know how small Aberdeen is. Mm. So there were only a few, well, still the same actually live venues. There were only a handful of venues yeah. and there was only, you know, one or two places where the more alternative set would hang out and that sort of yeah. thing. You know, good old mud club days and things yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? um, so there were those sort of creatives. Um, when I started looking, okay, well, how do I present my art to the people of Aberdeen sort of thing? I found that the art was quite conservative. Okay. It was still a little bit in the sort of main galleries you sort of found the, um, you know, the sort of twee Scottish yeah. stuff, you know, uh, as you, yeah. And, yeah. Not to say that I haven't yeah. painted them myself, but, okay. you know, <laughs> don't want to get too hypocritical here. Okay. But, um, and, and there were sort of the old guard. Okay. There were a lot of long established painters who were highly respected. But again, like any market, perhaps yeah. it was a little overstuffed. Okay. And I couldn't see a sort of way through. And because at that point I was young mm -hmm. and I wasn't Grey's educated because Grey's has, as you know, a huge status in the city, yeah. quite rightly. Oh, yeah. um, but I had no desire to, to go that route. I, I didn't really, I looked at art schools, mm -hmm. but I didn't like what came out of them. Okay. Um, I felt that for me, it was rather than expand my creativity and give me opportunity, I thought it would actually channel me into an area that or a sort of squeeze that I didn't really feel appropriate. Um, so I, I, I didn't have a platform. I didn't have a way to present. So I ended up, I, I can't really remember how I ended up painting murals, but I did. <laughs> uh, we had some in the house yeah. because as I say, it was a ramshackle house. So there were some areas of the wall that weren't in the best state. And mum said, well, you know, go and Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thanks, Mum. <laughs> and I painted, you know, well, Italianate scenes because I think Mum was missing the warmth and all that sort of thing. So I started with those sort of, you know, uh, soft kind of things, and and I think it just sort of naturally grew out of that. And I so I started painting murals largely initially in homes, okay. just small ones, and the. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, the sort of visual effects as well, as if it was a fake window and the, yeah. those sorts of views. Um, and surprisingly, again, through word of mouth, people started going, yeah, this is something we really oh, want. Okay, nice, nice. Um, and I, I found that by just my personality and speaking to people, the you know, because I've always been fairly exuberant so, and outgoing, so I found it quite easy, that that was how I started. Okay. It was almost, they became my advertisement. Yeah. And what it did, it just spread from there. The only thing is, the area, I mean, and I did obviously do quite a lot in the Shire as well, but the area is still quite small in terms of population, yeah. and there's only so many murals it could support. Yeah. Um, I didn't do tend to do external ones, right. it tended to be in, inside. And I did some, interestingly, for the oil industry, for um, the oil and gas exhibition that they have at the centre, you know, I sort of did it on the big boards okay. that they have there yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, but I found that I was running out of clients. So I, I sort of ended up heading south, I did some work in Edinburgh and, and so on, and, and eventually ended up in London. Okay. Um, and that suited me perfectly. Yeah. You know, I couldn't actually believe that a sort of job a business that I created led me out of the city so efficiently, you know, yeah. without really trying. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect, yeah. you know. It was like the best passport. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I got to London by um, 
I got a commission from Chelsea Flower Show from one of the stands there, and they yeah. wanted to create the illusion that the garden, you know, because they, they've got their um, mock gardens yeah, that they make yeah. up, and they wanted to create the impression that it led further on. And I got the commission on that. Right. And that's how I ended up in London, because right. word of mouth, and again, okay. people right. had said, oh, well, we would like one of those, please. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 you know, again, yeah. it just mushroomed. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, how long was you in London for then? Um, let me see my timeline. That would probably be a couple of years I was okay. I was there. Yeah. Um, and that's where I really developed into a landscape painter. Right. I found that actually the workload, the physicality of the murals, they were getting bigger and bigger all the time. Yeah. And one person, and I could have hired staff on things, but again, I wasn't that couldn't too big a commitment perhaps you know and i did have a an, an inherent understanding that i would probably go on traveling and move so i couldn't commit necessarily yeah. to that um so i started painting and then i started exhibiting mm -hmm. you know just one or two paintings and and then gradually more yeah. up, sort of scaled up as okay. as these things do fairly quickly really mm -hmm. um but again interestingly not by me going to galleries but by through people it's, right. it's, people have really been my growth yeah. that's where my business has always grown i haven't really done it in the traditional sense yeah. i've rarely approached a gallery i've rarely dealt with any promotional mm -hmm. stuff um before we were talking on about social media yeah. again it's not something i've used a huge amount but but my contacts tend to lead yeah. lead me to work yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is quite interesting in itself yeah. you know yeah absolutely because i think like you know from back then we're talking about the 90s and you know internet back then was that kind of loading loading <laughs> kind of speed, you know? yes. oh i guess like you know i think i don't know if i have any kind of younger listeners and i think even like the young people i work with and you kind of tell them about stuff and i, think, and I still don't feel like i'm that old you know i'm 36 years old and they're like what you know like <laughs> You had to change it around and have a slide to listen to, like, yes. like, you know, if you wanted to record over that, you could, like, the tissue stuff <laughs> in that, you know, the bits, you know. And then winding the tape yeah. back up yeah, and yeah, things, yeah. And I look back at those things of, like, you know, nostalgia and fun and the kind of humour, but I guess in, like, in terms of networking back then, mm -hmm. it was for you on the phone. Yes, yeah. Face to face. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah. much so. And in a way, that was easier or... Okay. For, simply because I think you can you can sell better in person yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Um, and I, I did you know I did it sounds really dodgy but I did deals in bars you know you did find that you <laughs> yeah. were you'd just get chatting to someone and yeah. say, oh you're an artist oh how interesting yeah. and then it would lead on okay. you know um, but and I like I I <laughs> I'm not a reclusive artist, so I do like that connection because my work is quite lonely, really, when yeah. you when you spend many hours in the studio. Um, and I, I think it's a bit crazy making if, if you spend too much time in your own head. Um, but that contact that I used to have with clients, whereas, of course, nowadays, because it's done via the internet and things like that, I, yeah, you don't get that face-to-face. -face yeah. And you don't get the feedback. Yeah. The creative feedback yeah. is helpful. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, the Northeast people, mm. because they can be quite reticent yeah. with feedback, yeah. I used to sometimes, you know, try to say, well, could you give me a recommendation or something? Yeah. And, and they were very sweet, but that yeah. you wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, I, think, <laughs> yeah I, I know, like, obviously being from London, that if somebody doesn't like something, they'll just tell you, or, you know, you're not in London, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. big city, yeah. and people just tell it's you. It's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I think even when I kind of started the podcast, I was like, kind of putting stuff out. Oh, here's the website. Give me feedback, please. And then everyone's kind of clicking like, like, <laughs> like. And it's kind of like, I'm thinking like, is it kind of like a macabre thing? Do I want to be kind of told <laughs> that this is shit and kind of get really excited by that? <laughs> I don't think it is, but it's like, I'm like, you know, I think people are, have been forthcoming and polite and nice and honest, mm-hmm. but if something's not that good, if someone's like, oh, well, I think that maybe there's something, oh, great, yeah, you know, that kind yes. of gets me to kind of, you know, that, that creatively to think a bit differently and uh-huh, change stuff uh-huh. and say, oh, how's that look like if taking on that recommendation if I change mm-hmm. this or move this around, you know? Yeah, but, and I, I think that there's, um, people are afraid perhaps yeah. sometimes to approach creatives or a project yeah. and they think well you know it's actually not my area of expertise and they're they know what they're doing yeah. when in fact we're just winging it as much <laughs> as anybody else you know and and, and that that's i think that's important to creativity yeah. i think you know the the courage needed mm-hmm. to just kind of go for it yeah. and yes it's flawed that's kind of the attractive quality yeah. as well yeah. um but it does help to get feedback oh, definitely. um and it's perhaps where the community mm-hmm. is good and you're gathering through this yeah. creative people to you yeah. who can then genuinely support you and feedback mm-hmm. without fear of recrimination or yeah. you taking it personally or all that yeah. nonsense, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I think, again, there's this diva belief mm-hmm. that creatives are terribly, you know, yeah. fragile and yeah. you know, they might break down <laughs> yeah. when, in fact, you know, we're tough as old boots and yeah. we're used to quite a lot of, yeah. you know sort of knocks yeah. because we do it to ourselves yeah. the oh, internal yeah. critic sits yeah. there and goes what is that yeah. Emma my god yeah. you know? and yeah. everybody else is like that's really good yeah. <laughs> I, I was speaking to someone um, in this week and it's about, it's about <clears> kind of an, an idea I had and he's seen it and he said oh well I've been you know, telling you what he's been doing at screen printing and he said oh but I saw that thing you did online that's really good and they're kind of like, oh, that inner kind of internal boost comes up. Mm-hmm. But then I'm seeing it in front of him. We're both discussing this piece of work that I've done. And it's like, the, you know, the critic, the yes. inside in your mind's like, well, this, if, you know, sometimes you see something <laughs> and you want to scrap it and throw it in a bin of this yeah. like angst and this frustration. But then someone like, you know, your partner or like mm-hmm. the children will be like, oh, that's really good. You know? Yes. But still, yeah. I think that that's the kind of the burden maybe of uh, being a creative person. I that, agree. Yeah, that, I think yeah. so. I think it's, it takes discipline to yeah. <laughs> to turn that voice on and off. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. important. You know, I also write and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, most of writing is editing till you're yeah. sick of it, yeah. you know. Um, and you've got to watch when you allow the editor in you know i'm very strict with myself at sort of you know first and second draft really ignore that editor just get the content and then we can you know hack and slash as much as we need to Mm. after that but it's it's quite it does take discipline and Mm. i think i don't think you ever master i think you're always sort of learning excuse me (laughs) you're always learning you know to to balance that inner voice Um, and that's as you say that's where your your support can help yeah. cut through that yeah. if necessary you know the other the other trick i've found is that my paintings are quite large and i use very expensive paints so you know i don't tend to throw them in the bin because i think mm, you know my, my scottish grippiness comes in i think no i spent too much money on it <laughs> so yeah one thing yeah it's interesting about how did the like you know you've you know we're talking like from your story that you've moved down to london Mm -hmm. and i guess in between that i don't know where you moved on next but where did the writing aspect come come yeah i've i've always i've always written in fact i'm not a great sketcher Mm -hmm. 
of, of my ideas, I tend to actually write them, sometimes in prose, sometimes just sort of, you know, in quite a matter of fact. I went through a stage, I don't actually do it now, but it, where I made my own oil paints and things. So I used to write down sort of the pigment names and things of, of where I would colour and what. So I've found that writing is, is, has always been part of my creative process. And obviously my mum was a writer. Um, so, um, growing up in an incredibly bookish household as well, I've always, I suppose I've always written you know, um, not so much journaling, but, but quite a lot of creative writing things. And I, I was, oh, a few years ago, before I moved back up, I was, I was in Somerset for a short spell, and I was sitting, painting the Mendip Hills, actually, and I thought, I think words would describe this better. So I wrote a small piece, and I thought, I really love writing. Yeah what the hell why not <laughs> yeah. you know and I, th I played with sort of how would I do this now my mum used to write for Mills and Boone romance right, okay. Okay? which is hilarious yeah. if you met her you'd be it doesn't add up oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason she did it as she always says is that one it was a very healthy income yeah but also it it, it was very disciplined okay. because it's a very tight remit yeah. you you don't have much maneuverability it's very character driven yeah. and so on and um she liked the challenge okay. and i thought well that's a good that's a good exercise yeah. for me to do so i wrote one and i thought i'll just submit it <laughs> with no expectation yeah. just sometimes i can be quite impulsive but i've no i've learned over the years of being creative sometimes you just got to do it yeah, yeah you know don't think yeah. too hard that inner critic will yeah. stop you yeah. so sometimes you know just you know throw your hand in the fire and go for it and um they accepted me <laughs> much to my astonishment yeah. was that a slight chuckle to yourself yeah you and I, I mean yeah i did i find it hilarious okay. because again i don't i'm not a particularly romantic person and it's not perhaps the form of writing i would have naturally done yeah. so i thought right well i'll, I'll the demand is that you write a certain amount a year and that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, I wrote a few more and I realised this is something I can do. And it's yeah. almost like, you know, my, my, my painting is, is my inner inner soul. And it's it's so much of my relationship with the outdoors and this area. Because yeah. I've, even though I've lived away, I've tended to paint still with this area in mind okay. or the light oh. or often still scenes. I might be in the middle of Africa doing yeah. it, but it's still where my creative inspiration if you like comes from um but it's very serious you know and and takes a lot out of me yeah. emotionally and physically and 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 i don't think my paintings are difficult to live with but i know people have always said well you know we, we can look for hours at them because i think they're quite emo my emotional input comes out again if that makes sense yeah. And I just found the writing was still creative a bit like cooking or something or gardening it was creative and inspiring but fun yeah and I, thought, I haven't got enough fun in my life and so um at the moment i'm spending quite a lot of time writing okay um we'll see mm -hmm. again it's something that i can carry on or stop it when when i feel it's done it's time yeah. or am i always always write you know yeah. or change course right. um i can't see me writing thrillers okay. i have to say right. <laughs> so, yeah, the writing aspect of like your and creative part of do you kind of see yourself writing more like towards like young people young children's books and i did play with that yeah. um because a lot of the time in art you know i mean i've made books for my children yeah. you know as they were growing up and i've illustrated and and i've done touches of illustration i don't think i'm a natural illustrator okay. um my 
my relationship with paintings perhaps too intense okay. um, and I I need things perhaps I see the humour in something like Mills and Boone yeah. and the sort of irony of someone like me writing <laughs> right. it and that tickles me but I've got quite a dark sense of humour okay. so children's books perhaps not <laughs> the genre you know um, my children are you know well it's a hopeless case now but <laughs> no. um, but it's interesting because they've always had these things from me. They have developed and are developing their own creativity, I think, okay. as a direct result. Yeah. So, again, you know, I think if you can draw or write yeah. or create music with your children and things, you, you know, you absolutely should. Yeah. Um, and again, not sort of forcing them to go to violin lessons yeah. every Tuesday or something, yeah, yeah. but just have fun with them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a very important aspect with the writing for me is, that, is to inject yeah. fun and lightness okay. into into my creativity yeah. Um, yeah. we'll see we'll see where it develops I, I i really couldn't say that oh yeah i've got a definite path or direction yeah. i'm sure it will yeah. in the bizarrest way probably i've had a few people on obviously with the podcast and i was kind of wondered like you know um how do you kind of characterize the, the philosophy of your work <laughs> um I, th I think, I don't know really, <laughs> to, to be perfectly honest. I think I, um, I paint for myself and, and I write for others. Um, and my painting is, I suppose, my journey. And it, it probably, I've never hung all my paintings together. They're all scattered all over the world now, you know. But I imagine that there's probably a fairly strong story and that story and theme would be perhaps our connection with nature okay. and the world yeah. um, and I think creativity if, if there's a philosophy around creativity mm. I think it should be that mixture of that sort of profound journeying but also as I've just said fun yeah. and the spark mm -hmm. you know and if it inspires other people yeah. to have that spark yeah. and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if my work has inspired others to do yeah. creative things, but I know that my conversations have. You mm -hmm. know, when I've talked about these things, people go, wow, you know, I really think that might be possible. I'd love to do that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's important to me, okay. to develop yeah. that in people, you know. Having said that, I've, I'm not going to be a teacher. <laughs> I, I do go into my youngest daughter's a primary school, so yeah. I do go into the school and, and work with the kids yeah. there, um, who are hilarious and brilliant to work yeah. with. I love watching kids what they do with creativity. But yeah, that's one day a month or something. That's enough. <laughs> not that brave <laughs> or foolish. Yeah. I can't work it out. But I think it's just like you know when you I don't know because you know having the opportunity to work with young people, mm -hmm. I, I find it fascinating. How that that mind from you know a young age is so creative. Yes. And it seems like the older we get, like talking previous earlier about you know you get to a certain age and then the expectations are thrown on you, they're thrusted upon you. Yes. And that seems to be ever way mm -hmm. more. Oh, I think I think whilst creativity in itself is a very robust thing, it can get buffered and battered yeah. and worn down from external forces. Yeah. And I think you know. One of the mistakes we make with children, child rearing over all, and particularly the education system, is not sort of strengthening children's creative thinking and action, because actually it would make them 
learn, I think, more broadly and become more educated because they would have a more creative approach. So to me, you know, never mind the other stuff. That can all be caught up with. The creativity is almost the the first thing that we should protect and grow and nourish. Um, And it makes my children very precocious (laughs) because they have that, you know. But there we go. (laughs) You know, not not to say it's not those faults. But I think it is important Mm. to to protect creativity in young Mm. people and develop as much as we possibly can. And perhaps, you know, at our age and, and someone of my experience as well, it's important to try to encourage schools and things to think like that. Yeah. You know, the institutions need to change. Yeah. It's not just us as individuals. No. Um, yeah, how we do that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a solution. Yeah. But, but I think perhaps the creative communities can work together oh, yeah. on that. Yeah. And we are lucky in Aberdeen. There, there are a lot of good initiatives and I have to say I love all things like the painted doors yeah, and yeah. you know in Union Terrace Gardens the murals and yeah. everything I mean the city has changed so much yeah. we, I can't imagine that ever happening in our yeah. you know in the in the, the late 90s yeah. <laughs> or, or before you know um, so I find that that vibrance mm-hmm. is exciting and it's really nice for me I might not engage in it yeah. a huge amount because I don't you know I don't participate particularly but I get to walk through that yeah. and that brightens my day it inspires my daily creativity and i think that's so powerful and children are seeing that all the time you know i saw some signs and it was like art is the new oil yes yes like and i was you know people probably get fed up with hearing me say this but you know for me being in aberdeen like 13 14 years Mm -hmm. and seeing a lot changing yes and you know a, a, a huge emphasis on art and creativity mm-hmm. it's, it's really refreshing to see. it is it is you know? we've always been lucky from the point of view that our the Aberdeen Art Gallery mm-hmm. has always been I think very well curated yeah. considering we're just a small provincial gallery yeah. we've got a very good collection yeah. and I'm very excited for the new oh, yeah, you know yeah. can't wait to, to open I have to say I've been starved yeah. <laughs> well, it's been, and, and we've got I mean I, I'm not sure when to home gallery out at um, Tarvis opened, but I remember going up there, and it's in a beautiful setting. They've got a gorgeous garden and everything as well. And I found that this was exciting contemporary Scottish art. It was vibrant, and that was one of the first places where I thought, okay, there are changes coming. Yeah. It's coming away from the staid conservative tastes. This is this is something vibrant, yeah. you know. And I mean, to be fair, all over Scotland, I think the contemporary art scene is outstanding. Yeah. You know, and considering that, you know, we are a small country and, and I think at times we struggle for funding for the arts and yeah. things like that. I, I think it's incredible what we do produce. And, and again, you know, a lot of it's the young people up and coming who are oh, yeah. driving yeah, that so. force forward, which yeah. is brilliant, you know. Um, but no, Aberdeen is, is an exciting place as a creative at the moment. Yeah. And I never, ever thought I'd say that. So what would be like your hopes and fears from... Aberdeen and its future in terms of creativity I will probably get shot in the street for saying this Um, I hope the oil downturn continues to downturn (laughs) because I think it gives space for the creativity now you can argue without the oil we wouldn't have the funding and so on I I do understand that but but I think that people look for alternatives and I think people are willing to support I went to the Spectre festivals you know and um, I've loved it the few years it's been running and again I think people are in Aberdeen are starved they want these festivals yeah. Yeah. you know every time we have something like this yeah. you know there's hundreds of people go and they're they're yeah. you know they're really well attended yeah. 
and the the museums are well supported by the by the population and I want to see more of that and more not just um, sort of institutionalized art galleries but I would love to see I mean we do get some pop-up spaces yeah. and I would love to see if they do go ahead with the Union Terrace you know making those arches mm-hmm. um, sort of um, they were gonna make them remember what sort of booths weren't they and yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. and yeah. if they were small creative spaces yeah. and things like that I would love to see that sort of energy come in given that Aberdeen is quite a conservative place mm-hmm. I do and having looked at it through the years I suspect the growth will peak at the moment and then settle and and may not come to as much fruition but again that's up to sort of the young people to really yeah. I think drive that forward yeah, um, and there is a hunger they want to, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and you know some of your guests you've had here that the projects that they're engaged in are just exactly what the city needs. We need more and more. And yeah, more of that, yeah, hundred agree. I think these um, are the these are the kind of the small starts or the small changes that kind of make the city more engaging yeah. to people from the outside coming in. And I know. think it's been led by. I was taken in Bristol where, again, they've got a lot of murals mm. and things, you know, to, in quite run-down places and things like that. And, of course, it's, you could turn the corner and there's this fabulous splash of colour yeah. and it's it's vibrant. And they've made that a tourist yeah. thing. And, again, we've got that with the painted doors. Okay, it's a small scale. I mean, we mustn't forget, Aberdeen is a small city. Yeah. Um, but I think there's space. There's yeah. space for it. And if it can engage... If we can get the kids doing it as well, if we can really... I want to see what the young people are going to yeah. start painting on the walls oh, yeah, and things, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and I think I think it will stabilise and, and sort of settle, but um, I do think the, the oil being a bit rubbish at the moment <laughs> is, is, is helpful. Is allowing for that to yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the other aspect is Aberdeen has become so multicultural in the years that I was away I can't believe it <laughs> you know on you know I notice interestingly that Doric is not spoken so much in the street and things like that so there are things perhaps we all <coughs> excuse me um all places get sort of homogenized yeah. but um it's it's really exciting to see so many different cultures yeah. mixing into Aberdeen yeah. And it's brought again. I think yeah. it's been responsible for bringing that yeah. that creative vibrance. And even like you know when I first came here, like like yeah, my wife would laugh now, and she would definitely agree. When I first came here, I was just like, oh, you guys have the same shops that we have. That kind of naivety, and, it's like, <laughs> and you know, like oh, you know, so I kind of cringe now to think about that, you know, like. But then and 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 recognizing it back then. It was not that long ago that Aberdeen wasn't that multicultural. No, you know? no, it and wasn't. Then, and now it is. Yeah, know, and, and even yeah. high street shops and things. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, you know, Gap first opened and yeah. the first Next and all these yeah. sorts of things. You know, I mean, it, and it was exciting. Yeah. You know, my God. You know? <laughs> um, but, and it, sound, it does sound funny, but yeah. people do forget that geographically it's a long way yeah. from anywhere. Yeah. And it used to be quite closed off. I mean, you know, the, the, the rail links and the road links are good now, but it wasn't, it wasn't. You know, my mum remembers, you know, that at, at winter, you know, once the snow came, you couldn't get out, it, you know, because yeah. you couldn't get up that hill at Stonehaven, you know, yeah. and that was it, you were stuck. Right. Um, and, you know, and that's, in, that's just in one generation. Yeah. So it, it takes time, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's very interesting to see what will happen in the next generation, what Aberdeen will look like, yes. you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Definitely. it's it's interesting. Yeah. So it's I think it's an exciting place to live at the moment. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and again, yeah. I never thought yeah. I would say that. that you know, <laughs> my 17-year-old self is going, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it's helpful for me on my creative journey because I'm doing a lot more digital art, as, yeah. as you know, and um, I'm, I'm playing with, with various things. Um, and it, just to have it around me yeah. is, is, is enough to sort of keep me firing and keep me young by looking for fresh ideas yeah. and thinking, ah, I could do that. And so that's how exciting. Did, how did um, a twist of pixels come about then? Well, um, my partner gave me an iPad Pro yeah. with the pencil, the yeah. Apple Pencil, yeah. <laughs> and it really just came from from that. Yeah. I'm working on a project that's very Aberdeen-centric, um, where I'll be doing limited digital prints of the city okay. um, that I've hand-drawn and interpreted. Yeah. Now, I don't normally draw architecture and, and that sort of thing, so it's quite a new area for yeah. me, and it's quite... a uh, an exciting leap and technically incredibly difficult <laughs> um, but again it's it's keeping and it's partly inspired by what's happening in Aberdeen yeah. at the moment it's yeah. keeping fresh I think it's your creative duty to keep stretching yourself mm-hmm. um, and exploring new ideas excuse me I've got to take okay. <coughs> um, exploring new ideas as much as you can because your own creativity stretches and develops yeah. and, and yeah. matures you know yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll mm-hmm. we'll see how that yeah. that uh, I hope to launch sort of in in March or so okay. with that. And again, it's it's more about experimentation yeah. and see see how people respond. A bit like you are doing with this. Yeah, yeah. Let's just feel our way through it, yeah, you know, and that yeah. that's quite exciting. Just to see what happens. Yes. Like, yeah, let's go over yeah, it. yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, obviously like, you know you're definitely well traveled, and mm-hmm. I was kind of curious to find out like you know having traveled around the world, lived in different countries. What types of influences or inspirations have you incorporated into your work? Mainly, um, my work's quite colourful. I should have taken, actually, my portfolio for you to see. Uh, my work's quite colourful, mm-hmm. and it's got more colourful, and that, I would say, is directly from particularly my time in Africa. Okay. I've, I, I mean, the colours and the vibrancy and the spaces there and the vibrancy of the people, yeah. you know. Um, particularly, I spent quite a long time in Kenya, mm-hmm. and you know just the communities there and their use of color and music now i'm not musical in the slightest so the only way i can interpret that is through painting and that sort of thing but but i found that that sort of stayed my work when i look at the work that i used to paint before then there was a more somber quality to it whereas that vibrance and appreciation that that stuck with you (laughs) yeah absolutely um and techniques as well. I, I learned a lot by watching local people, okay. you know, painting and yeah. using traditional methods. And when I was in Bali, you know, watching things like the shadow puppets and, yeah. you know, and the work there and, and these sorts of things, they've all trickled mm-hmm. into my work. Yeah. Sort of not, I think to look at it, you wouldn't be able to pull that out, yeah. Yeah. but I'm aware that, that there's yeah, that sort yeah. of growth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the joy of travel to me. Okay is that it's subtle, yeah. but it weaves into you. And of course it changes you as a person. Yeah. So my perspectives yeah, yeah. are very different. And what I want to say is, well, probably more mature as well, you know. But coming back to here, it's I see more colour and vibrancy in the Northeast than I used to. Okay. And again, I think that's where my worldviews change by travel, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope to keep travelling so I can right, <laughs> keep so adding to yeah, it, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just cool. drag the kids and everybody as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, I think, you know, for you then, like, it's been a very kind of interesting journey. And mm-hmm. I kind of 
want to know that. So what drew you back to the North East or <laughs> Well, me saying I'm not romantic. It's actually uh, romance that drew yeah. me back. Okay. My partner and I knew each other before I left, okay. but we've, we reconnected, yeah. um, as, as you know. And um, that was a big motivating factor. But also I wanted my girls, from my, my previous marriage, um, I wanted my girls to understand where some of their identity came from yeah, yeah. Um, because my my mum my as I say had a love affair with the, this area and was back and forth all the time she grew up here and my, <coughs> my grandmother again was very strong roots here um, and I wanted the girls to sort of tap into some of that energy because a bit like I was I've moved them around quite a lot and that sort of thing and whilst that is a maturing thing it can also be destabilising yeah. so I wanted to sort of Help them formulate roots, but not rigidity. I think that's yeah. to keep that flexibility. Um, they're both, they love travel, but they love the area. And I'm, I'm interested, it's actually my eldest daughter. I'm surprised at how she's adapted to the area. I think her personality matches the people here. Yeah. <coughs> my younger daughter is very exuberant and I'm not sure. I think she's a bit full on for the Northeast people, you know, I think they go, wow, it's a tornado. <laughs> you know, but but my, my other daughter, she she really connects and relates to the people. And I think for where she is in her schooling and things, I think it really works for her at this at this stage. Um, we'll see what the future holds yeah. on that. But yeah. um, but I think it's been good for me, too. It's been very healing. Mm-hmm. I've matured. Travel taught me that. You know, I thought everything was really parochial, yeah. but when you travel, you realise everywhere is parochial. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everywhere yeah. has got its limitations yeah. and small, oh, yeah. and people are just people the world over. And if you approach it with a an openness and a, and a smile and a sense of humour, yeah. actually you can get on with anyone. You know, yeah, in any yeah, situation. Yeah. And I sort of lost some of my prejudice about this area. Okay. So coming back, I've been able to put that in practice right. and relax and yeah. you know just be mature. It helps, you know, I think when um, I turned 40 a few years ago and, you know, there's that maturing yeah. where I suddenly go, it doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> let it go. I'll just, yeah, yeah. enjoy yourself. <laughs> you know, life's too short. And I given like your years of experience, even not like, regardless of the travel, but mm-hmm. like through the writing and being creative and through like your painting, mm-hmm. did you ever think like, you know, you'd take on a mentoring role for the young up and coming creators? I haven't as yet, maybe because I've always sort of been on the move. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, whilst I've always um, connected and got on with people, <coughs> I've rarely had an opportunity to bed into a community okay. for you know any. Yeah. And interestingly, actually, because of the children, you automatically sort of get a place in community, yeah. you know, because of school and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I'm finding more that I'm actually thinking, well, okay, yeah, there is a bit of a demand on that, and there is interest in that. I don't know what that would look like um, and what formation. I don't think I would be particularly useful to teach directly, you know, technique or anything like that. I don't think that's particularly helpful. But in terms of, I have thought about writing about creativity, but like yourself, exploring what that really means yeah. and as we touched on earlier, how to silence some of the voices and the critics and the, yeah. you know, within ourselves. Yeah. And also how to live with creativity. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I'm a mother, I've traveled and run households and all this sort of stuff. I'm t- finding time for your creativity. Mm-hmm. And it's my main income, <coughs> excuse me, my main income. How to juggle that? Because it can be emotionally 
very stressful, you know, <laughs> to juggle all those burdens um, and prioritise because creativity is all-encompassing. Yeah. And particularly my type where, you know, I can spend hours in the studio, you know, and disappear for days yeah. on end. You know, I can't do that as a mother. I've got to be present. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think that type of exploration, I would be interested in, yeah. in seeing what might come out of okay. that. And again, I think there is a spiritual aspect. I'm not a church person or anything like that, but I think I'm very spiritually connected to the land mm. and my creativity is part of that okay. expression. Yeah. And I, I would be interested to see how to explore that and yeah. share that with other people. Yeah. So yeah, we can see what the future, mm-hmm. you know, future holds. Right, cool, and I guess like, um, <coughs> you know, one thing I also want to ask you, like, you know, it's probably like, a question that you probably wouldn't be able to answer, but like, um, how, what, what have you, through this creative journey, what have you learned about yourself? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've learned, some I've learned I'm the same as everybody else, yeah. <laughs> which I think when you're creative, you don't feel that. It's very hard to understand that. Yeah. You don't relate on the surface, but it, there is that thing under the skin. We are the same. We just as as a creative for me, I've needed to perhaps it's perhaps creativity is akin to madness. I've needed to exercise the demons around that, and by keeping being creative. <laughs> That kind of makes me seem quite normal, you know. If, if I don't create, I get you know very twitchy. <laughs> um, but ultimately, my drives, my wants, my desires—we're all the all the same. And that maturing, if you like, has made me more compassionate to myself and to others. It's made my creativity be more open. And I'm more open to ideas and forms of creativity. Yeah. You know, times past, if you'd asked me whether I think, you know, graffiti art is art, yeah. I might have been a bit more, you know, tight arsed about it. Oh, okay. But now, because of that journey myself, yeah. because of my maturing, I look at it and I think, let's have more of that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Because expression yeah. is valuable. Yeah. And I think we should all have the opportunity to express. Um, and that's where I'm no different yeah. from from anybody else, yeah. you know. I just happen to have had opportunities mm-hmm. or encouragement or a deeper drive yeah. to push that forward. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been very lucky. I've got a blessed life, you know. <laughs> and, and it's, it's funny because I was speaking to someone this week and, you know, they kind of asked me, like, oh, how would you measure, like, as a, as a successful creative career? And I, was, and I said, like, honestly, I don't think you can't. No. I don't think you can, yeah. you know. Um, I, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's probably like an internal feeling of like, well, I've achieved mm-hmm. this and I've done this, and, and, and I don't think it's about money. No. You know, it's not, no. you know, it's definitely not about the financial aspect. Not at all. Yeah. And I think, you know, on paper, yes, I've, I've been sort of successful, yeah. if you like, but it's not how, how I would measure, measure it. I think, you know, I think you can spend your life nurturing a, you know, a, a small plant and that be as creative as living a life like I have if you get satisfaction. Yeah. Does it give you happiness? Yeah. Does it sometimes give you the agony? You know, I mean, you know, I can't tell you the amount of times I've, you know, thrown my paintbrushes around the room and, you know, the pain of, of, of creativity is quite, quite powerful. Mm-hmm. And it is a range of emotions and there are, there's doubt and frustration yeah. as we've discussed. Yeah. And, um, but there's also great love and, and the ultimate, I can still, this is the privilege I have in my life, I can go to bed at night and go, yeah, 
Yeah. Great. Yeah. I have done something I love, and hopefully it does contribute because I believe in contribution. Mm-hmm. Um, and that satisfaction, there's no cost, there's no price yeah. you can put to that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. all the money yeah. in the world, <laughs> you know, all the privilege in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. No, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. to be satisfied and whole in yourself yeah. is is the is the reward yeah. of the creativity. I would suggest mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I'd like to again explore that more and, and, and see what that. Yeah, so thinking a little bit further ahead, I know you mentioned about the like, you know you're going to be doing the small like you know um, the print. The print, print, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, what do you kind of think is going to be next for you, like in the long term, in terms of your creativity? I'm not sure. Um, the uh, can I say the sorry, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. The I was diagnosed with Parkinson's mm-hmm. just fairly recently, mm-hmm. which obviously brings a new factor. Mm-hmm. I've obviously I've been diagnosed because I've had symptoms, yeah. and mainly it's physical motor motor issues, mm-hmm. and I get quite bad tremors mm-hmm. in my painting hand, okay. which has been causing some of the difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there being a progressive disease that will perhaps limit potentially if I allow that to happen. Yeah. So I need to perhaps be creative in my thinking about how I would like to carry on my creativity because I don't want to be sitting here in 10 years time you know rigid and curled up and saying well I'm desperately unhappy because I can't hold a paintbrush and make make my art Um, but I'm in a again a a privileged position where I can maybe say well what would work you know what what other avenues are open Um, this has given me a sharpness of perspective you know it's made me go look at your life come on you know let's yeah. do a spring glean here and assess what's important and that sort of thing um so it, to try and answer your question i don't know yeah. but it's very much on the cards to try and find out and that's perhaps my next stage of yeah. my personal but professional journey yeah. Yeah. um we'll see yeah. <laughs> you, know. Yeah, so, you know obviously you know you kind of having a recent diagnosis mm-hmm. you know for some people you know it would be that kind of oh well, you know, what next? And also a bit of the self-pity, self-loathing. And I'm not yeah. getting that from you. I'm getting no. that say, well, actually, how can I make this work for me? Yeah. Like, you know, One, I, I maybe, again, you know, touching on our theme of the Northeast, maybe yeah. I'm very much like the people here. I don't see the point yeah. of getting, you know, <laughs> no energy for that. Right. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Now, changes may come and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Listen, if I got run down tomorrow, I can't I can honestly say, you know, I have lived an amazing life and I've tried always to live it pretty much to the to the full, you know. Um, and I've got, you know, wonderful family, wonderful friends, and an and an exciting story and life. So I don't feel that I'm in that position of regret or I haven't fulfilled and particularly with creativity, I do feel I've fulfilled so much. Now, that's not to say that I've run out because, you know, <laughs> I could keep going till, you know, the cows come home. But um, I'm not I'm not willing to let something external like this really get in in my way. Um, I say that to you now because I'm feeling strong about it at this stage. Yeah. How I feel another time will, we'll, you know, again, I, I, I'm aware that the crash might come <laughs> and I might reach a stage of, of despair and frustration, but my natural character tends to not be like that okay. and, and I tend to be quite practical. Um, <clears throat> I'm also curious. There's lots of people with Parkinson's. 
and why wouldn't creativity still be part of their life? Why shouldn't it be part of their life? Yeah, and in fact, it would yeah. be very helpful part of the problem. You know, I my symptoms go crazy when I'm anxious and there's stress and pressure. Creativity helps alleviate that. So maybe I need to look at solutions of, well, okay, just because my hand shakes, I can still be creative. And is, is there something I could help the wider community? And you know what I mean? So there's always avenues, there's always solutions. There's yeah. always other ways of doing yeah. things, you yeah. know. And it's... It's not ideal because, you know, I'm, I'm only 41 or two, whatever I am. <laughs> um, but I've still got my, you know, I'm fit and healthy and that sort of thing. Many people with Parkinson's get diagnosed when they're much older, you know, and already sort of perhaps don't have the drive and the energy to carry on and, and that sort of thing. So I'm in a, I'm a good position and okay. I think my creativity will help support me. Mm-hmm rather than it becoming a burden, if that makes yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see, you know, speak to me. <laughs> That's another time, we'll see. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um, so, so where can like, the listeners follow you? Like, in terms of at the moment, yeah, I'm, at the moment I'm just on Instagram. Okay. Um, and, and I do have, the link on Instagram on my bio is, is to my Etsy shop for the yeah. digital prints once i set this aberdeen project up i'll have a website which i will put to my instagram followers yeah. um and you know message and then dms are great because i tend to communicate that's usually how people get in touch with me yeah. you know um, i sort of go in in the morning and there's a stack of yeah. things um and it's quite it's quite social media is such an interesting tool yeah. as we were talking before we came on yeah. air but um it's it's quite a for me i don't actually get a huge amount of business that way i still find the people in person it's obviously some of the energy i put out people go oh yeah i would like to meet you and connect up yeah. and and that sort of thing but that's where you can find me okay. um at the moment and i will you know as i say once this project's launched then i'll ha- i'll create a full website for that you know because yeah. i think it it needs attention okay. <laughs> right, cool. you know yeah. it's respectful to the city as well because it's going to be pictures and things about yeah. the city i want the stories with it so i want to sort of you know really expand that yeah 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 i'm fired up again about right. it again <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Emma, thank you so much oh well thank you this has been brilliant podcast, thanks. <laughs> uh, it's been great to have this chat with you and catch up with you and actually would like to kind of catch up with you again at some point. I would be delighted. Yeah, definitely. That would be brilliant. So that was episode nine of the Create Me podcast with Emma Stubbs. So um, yeah, we'll catch up with you guys soon. So that's bye from Aika and bye from Emma. Bye-bye. Bye.